Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston answers some of your most pressing questions. Let's hear what he has to say. Hey, let me tell you about three resources that I want to give you that that uh, may help you in your parenting uh, to help you understand how kids think, to give you some guidance and direction, and hopefully um, change some ways that your kids are engaging with you to go to a deeper level, have a deeper relationship, and uh, and be more effective in the way that you engage with them. One of these is a parenting newsletter that we send out twice a week, and you can sign up for it at parentingtodaysteens.org. Um, we put a lot into this newsletter. The other thing we put a lot into is a YouTube channel called Heartlight Stories. And don't think it's a promo for Heartlight because I don't I don't spend my time trying to promote the residential counseling program. I try to keep people from having to come to the program. But the kids that are here that work through the difficult situations in their life from families that are just like yours, and and, and these kids are just like yours as well, except they've made maybe some poor choices or something terrible has happened or they've overcome some difficulty or struggle in life or maybe they've been a victim of situations. Whatever that is, when they tell their story, it's absolutely amazing. It's been the number one thing that people want to listen to on our radio program. And um, people are always calling in and, and uh, leaving messages and sending emails and texts that just say this, Mark, can you not talk as much and let's listen to the kids more? And so this... This Heartlight Stories YouTube channel is a place that you get to not only hear, but you get to see the kids. And that makes a big difference in the way that you can interpret, um, you know, what they feel and what they understand and how they perceive uh, their world and how to survive in it. It's produced by Alan Carter, the director of The Voice, NBC's hit uh, music reality show. Uh, he's been the director for 20 seasons, but he comes out and films um, me interviewing kids, and then he takes it home, he edits and produces, and then he loads it up for all to see. We've This has been going on about a year. Please subscribe to Heartlight Stories. The other thing is the Heartlight app. Um, our app uh, it contains a lot of information, uh, or should I say a lot of wisdom about parenting, and it's through articles and radio broadcast and um, the Parenting Today's Teens podcast, and um, you can get just about everything there, resources, the, the whole shebang, and it's called Parenting Today's Teens, and you can get it in your app store. Um, I just got back from uh, El Paso, Texas, um, Today and um, on the way back, flying back, I was going through all these questions because people have asked so many of them. I'm uh, kind of rapid fire this one and help you a little bit. Um, here's the first question that, that somebody asked, and I'll tell you what the questions are going to be. But one, what do you do when your teenager lies all the time? Hey, um, my 14-year-old niece, if she has her mouth open, she's lying. Uh, what do I do? How can I find more ways to connect with my daughter? She just turned 17, and I feel like I'm losing her. Here's somebody else says, I've 
I've got a 22-year-old that doesn't want to go to school, and and he's in an impure relationship with his girlfriend, and he vapes and smokes weed, and we've asked him to leave, but he hasn't left yet, and and so he's hanging around home. Um, that's a. I think the question is, um, what should we do? And uh, give us some advice. Somebody else says, how do I instill confidence in our 14-year-old granddaughter? I mean, that's important. Somebody else says, um, I'm a grandma helping my divorced son, and he has a 12-year-old daughter who's kind of stuck in between um, parents and boyfriends and and uh, uh, the battle of the wills. Somebody else says this, um, how do parents ever compromise on the... Um, the discipline of their kids when both parents don't agree. Great question. And here's one that that I I, I didn't uh, I, I took some interest in it because it's it's a son who has an unhealthy relationship and this girl criticizes him and puts him down and controls many areas of his life and um, she's not a Christian and they became physical fast and and before you know it. Um, they were engaged sexually. Now they're living together in college, and they want to get married, and he wants to go to dental school, and he wants brothers and sisters to participate in the wedding. And, uh, I mean, it, it just sounds... And I laugh because it sounds like a mess, and I know people go through this. Believe me. Um, believe me. I have performed over 400 weddings, and... Uh, it's amazing how weddings have an amazing way of bringing things out of people. And, uh, but we'll, we'll talk about that as well uh, as our last question. But let me hit this first one I, that, that I think is important. What do you do when a teenager lies about everything? Well, you, I mean, and the second question really goes along with it. I mean, we've got a 14-year-old niece that keeps telling uh, white lies all the time. So what do we do? This is what you do. I mean, it's, it's almost saying, I know you're lying. And, and the kid will say, well, why? Because your mouth is open. That's why. And, and lying is important to, to curb. And the reason it's important to curb is because this is one of the things that can destroy relationships. And, and if you've listened to me for any time at all, you know that I'm big on relationships. Is If you have a discipline problem, you have a relationship problem. But there's some reason behind the line. Either I want to appear to be different. I don't want the consequences of somebody knowing the truth. Um, I want to think that I am different. I, I'm insecure, so I have to make up stories. And what happens is kids end up getting into this pattern of telling lies where they don't even know that they're telling lies anymore. And one of the only ways to deal with it is to, to line out some consequences where they understand that if they lie, they're going to lose something that's important to them. Now, what I would do in this case with, you know, you've got a, a teen that lies all the time and a 14-year-old that lies all the time, I would tell them if we ever catch you in a lie that I'm going to take away something that gets their attention. So what is it that gets their attention? I, I, I get the idea that one of these is a boy and the other one's a girl. What, what do you do to get their attention? Part of it may be turning off their phone. Part of it may be uh, taking away video games, um, whatever it is. You get their attention and say, if I catch you lying, you're going to lose whatever for a week. And, um, or you're grounded. Or you don't get to go to church if that's what they really want to do. Or 
You don't get to go to the a football game or a sporting activity. You don't get to play soccer or you, know, you tell them what's, what's going to happen. If it continues to happen, you're going to have to go to counseling. And if you continue lying even after that, then then we're going to have to get you some further help that's far more than what you're going through now. So it's my hope as your parent is that we're going to be able to solve this lying problem. And uh, and I would have that meeting when you sit down one-on-one, not two-on-one, one-on-one, and say, I'm just going to be watching until I feel like I don't need to watch anymore. And the minute you you find out something and catch them, then you have to enact a consequence that gets their attention. There's a scripture that says, discipline your son while there is yet hope and don't participate in his death. Anyone can learn from consequences. I would reward the truth and I would have strong consequences for the lies. Here's another question. Somebody says, you know, I, I, I want to find out more ways to connect with my daughter. And, and, I, and I need to read this to you because I think it's important because a lot of people get stuck in this position. She's, it says that she appears to be active in the youth group. She's regarded as one that provides common sense among her friends. She's a straight-A student. She's entering her senior year where, you, where she has several AP advanced placement classes. She's a perfect textbook kid except she doesn't open up about anything with me. I pick her up from youth group, and it goes like this. How did things go? And the child says, fine. Uh, was there anything exciting? No. Uh, what, was your chi- what was your favorite thing? Uh, I'm tired. Can I go to bed now? I mean, I think a lot of people, um, a lot of people are in that position. And, and this, this dad says the reality is that they asked her to be a part of the youth worship band, and she didn't even say a thing about that. She's becoming more and more distant, uh, not from my wife, but they, they seem to be getting closer. And she just turned 17 the end of May. And we've avoided television as a part of our life as she grew up to reduce the risk of stereotypical behaviors. Okay, let me just give you a little bit of a reflection here. Sometimes I wonder if we uh, protect our kids too much. And, and I, I don't say that in a, in a negative way, that you're doing something wrong. But I wonder if, I mean, you can either raise your kids to live in a zoo or you can prepare them to survive in the jungle. And so I really want a child to be watching TV. I want them to see things, be exposed to things. Now, not all the negative stuff, but I do want them to see. So I have the basis to give them other directives. And, and I'm, I don't watch a whole lot of TV. I just don't. Um, but it doesn't mean I'm against it. But sometimes people are against it. And so a child feels like, well, dad's being strict and won't let me, you know, do what everybody else is doing. I would ask this question too, dad. Um, why do you pick her up? Does she drive herself? I mean, she's going to be a senior in high school and she just turned 17. Is she not driving a car yet? I know that as a 17-year-old, I would have been embarrassed to have somebody pick me up from youth group. Okay, so here's, here's the other part of it. I wonder, I just wonder, if, if the questions you are asking feel more to her like you're interrogating her. Like It's like you want to have conversation, but you're asking, what'd you do tonight? What was your favorite thing? Uh, what would you change about tonight? Um, you know, why don't you want to talk? Sometimes they just don't want to talk because they feel like it's just rapid patter more than anything else. 
do this the next time you pick her up. Tell her, hey, I want you to start driving on your own. I think you're a big enough girl to do that. You're going to be a senior. You're going to be leaving next year. So let's get you where you can take care of that. But start not saying anything when she gets in the car. Just say, hey, how are you? You want to stop by and get some coffee? Do you want to get some ice cream before you go home? And if she says no, then just go home. What you're doing, Dad, is feeling uh, her message. And she's trying to send you a message in some way. Either she's embarrassed, she doesn't want to talk to you, she feels like you're not listening to her, she feels like you want to correct her. Uh, she may feel like she, you know, whatever she says, she's not valued. And, and sometimes if all you're having is a conversation so you can have a conversation, then it's more about you as a dad than it is about her as a daughter. And so I would let her be the one that carries the torch and de- determines whether she's going to light the fire of discussion or not. So pick her up, take her, and, and, and she may not want anything, okay? And then just let it be quiet all the way home. And then when you do engage differently with her and have those discussions, you know, do so, that you know, and ask her the question, instead of asking about what she's doing, ask about, hey, what do you, if you can change one thing about me, what would it be? Or ask her this, if you're bold enough to do so. Why do you hate me so much? And, and she may not give you an answer. She'll say, I, I don't hate you, Dad. But what you've done is just place something in her head. You placed a seed that lets her know that whatever behavior you see is something that, uh, or, or some way that you would engage with somebody that you don't like. Or maybe ask the question, uh, what are you learning about parenting from me? And be honest. What I want to do is engage differently. And my point of it is this, whatever you're doing, if it's not working, then change it. And it doesn't mean that anything's wrong. Dads pick up kids from, um, from youth group. I mean, people say, let's not watch TV. Um, uh, people always, you know, ask questions to their kids what they did that night. But for whatever reason, in your case, it's not working. So just try something different. Hopefully some of uh, those answers could help you. Here's another one. It says, I've been a follower since my kids were little. The oldest is now 22 and not wanting to go to school, walked away from his faith, is impure and it's a relationship with his girlfriend. He vapes, he smokes weed. And since we discovered him sneaking in the girlfriend, we asked him to move out two months ago. Uh, evidently, he didn't. <laughs> so, I mean, but yeah, I think you're on the right course. I mean, I, I think that whenever you have a child that is doing things that uh, is against uh, your morals and your standards and, and your heart and your principles and, and what you want, that it's perfectly okay to say, you know, I'm not going to support this behavior. I still love you. I care for you greatly. But we have some rules at the house. And the reason that we have some rules is that you've got two brothers coming up behind you that are 18 and 20 years old, and they're still in school, and we feel like it's time for you to fly. And, and, and sneaking, sneaking your girlfriend in the house? I mean, the mere fact that he's sneaking her in is telling you that he knows that it's wrong or, or he wouldn't be sneaking her in. You know, now, now the, the bigger question, can you love your child even if they're smoking pot and vaping and having sex with a girlfriend? You can still love them. You can still love them. But it doesn't mean you have to tolerate that. So I would ask you, why are you tolerating that in your home? Unless you're okay with it. 
I mean, at some point you go, my home stands for this, and I want you to be here, but you get to choose whether you're going to live here or not. And, and the choice is yours. All I'm saying is you can't do these things and live here especially if they're doing them at home. Now, if he's having sex with his girlfriend somewhere else and he is vaping and smoking somewhere else and it never affects anybody at home, you know, then the question becomes, you know, are you just going to uh, allow that to happen? I mean, provision quickly leads to enabling. And it sounds like you have a young man that needs to come to his senses. And just like the prodigal son, when... He came to his senses. If you look at the six words right before that in Scripture, it says, and everyone quit giving him everything. And what that means is maybe you need to back up. Maybe you're providing the opportunity for him to do that. I mean, if he's got time to do it, maybe he needs to work more if he doesn't want to go to school. So for all of you that are out there listening, you have kids that are 15, 16 year old, you know, you maybe want to start saying to them now, hey, I just want you to know that if you're not in school, when you turn 18 and graduate my school, then you need to have a job. And if you can live at home and want to live at home, we'd love for that to happen. We'll take care of you. But there's still going to be rules. You know, that's where, for me, the midnight thing comes in. I, I don't believe that anything good happens after midnight. And so even my kids now, if you come stay with us, <laughs> our house locks up, truly locks up at midnight because I get up early. And and uh, and they don't get to sleep in all the next day. Now, I don't have to worry about that. Now, my kids are in their 40s. But are you following me there? It's okay to be bold enough and let him make choices instead of you make choices. This is his deal. This isn't yours. All you do is make the rules for your home. So the question is whether you want to continue to enable this behavior that's, that's not going to get him to a good place. Hope that helps. Here's another. How do you instill confidence in a 14-year-old granddaughter? She's been uh, shy and, and she's just started band camp and is feeling inferior to all the students that she doesn't know. And what you're telling me is your daughter is normal. I don't know of a 14-year-old girl that gets around another group of 14-year-old girls that doesn't feel inferior in some way. Um, until she gets to know them. And, and I think that's key. She feels inferior because she doesn't know all these kids. Well, once she gets to know them, she won't feel inferior. And I think kids feel that initially when they're forced into having to engage with one another because they're not being taught that by the culture. Culture used to teach kids how to engage and talk and communicate and share their feelings and everything else, and now they don't do that. Now they just lie on their phone. And I, I, I exaggerate that. A phone's a good thing, and, and I'm not against TikTok and Instagram and any of that other stuff, but it's fake. That's why I call Facebook fake book. I mean, it's because everybody cherry-picks the beautiful things in life and throws them out there, and, everybody th and, and people think that everybody else's life is perfect when it's not. And for kids, what that does when they see that everybody else's life is perfect and theirs isn't, what it does is create a sense of anxiety that they don't even know what they're battling or why they feel that way, but they think, I'll never get there. Are you following me? So part of it is it's normal, but just know that the affirmation that you give to a child is important. Quit correcting them all the time. 
And this is a grandmother says, how do I instill confidence from, you know, uh, to my 14 year old granddaughter, grandma, do this. Don't correct her. Don't tell her how to do things different. Don't tell her how to do things better. Just, I mean, just back down a little bit. Know that whenever she's with you, what she needs to hear is a sense of encouragement. Don't be a parent on steroids. That's not what a grandparent is. A grandparent plays a specific role. And and um, is that a is that a lead in for me to tell you that? So buy my new grandparenting teens book. But you should. It'll help you. Hey, here's another question. I'm a grandma helping my divorced son. In- interestingly, we got two grandmas in a row. And um, and the oldest daughter's 12, and she's disrespectful. And, and I try to explain to her she shouldn't do things a certain way, but her father should discipline her, but doesn't because the the mother's boyfriend doesn't like her. And and the, somebody else that doesn't like her, and, and, I, and so it's confusing in this divorce situation. And and she is in the battle of the wills. That's what the comment says. She has a hard time dealing with her ex wife's with the ex wife's boyfriend who doesn't like her either. So she's stuck. And part of it is the reason she's being strong is because nobody's being strong for her. The reason she's she's having to battle this herself with her own will is because nobody else is battling for her. Well, we're trying to explain why you need to do something different. But as a 12-year-old, to not be liked by somebody is huge, especially when that person is falling in love with your mother. And so it becomes big. So that so I would think that a strong-willed child is coming out of this situation that's doesn't sound very good. And the way to counter that is to continue to affirm her and help her through this time rather than thinking of ways to discipline her. Get to the core issue of what's going on. Her strong-willedness, her arguments, when she, uh, her disrespect is coming from someplace. Her behavior is a visible expression of the invisible issues that need to be dealt with. And so she may need somebody to talk to. And for you, Grandma, this may be you. Or it may be the best thing you can do is get her into counseling with somebody that can help her kind of uh, express her feelings and learn what her feelings are so she can learn to manage those uh, so that she doesn't take them out on everybody else. I hope that helps. Uh, Here's another question. Somebody says, how do us parents compromise on teenage discipline when both parents don't agree. Okay, one's more strict than the other. Well, you know what? That's always the case. There will always be one parent that's stricter than the other. Uh, there's, uh, there's, so that means there's going to be one that's more fun than the other. There's going to be one that's more serving than the other. There's going to be one that wants to do more activity and one that wants to do less activity. You, I mean, it can never be the same. And I tell parents all the time, you don't have to be on the same page, but you do have to be in the same chapter. You have to be working toward the same goals. And if it's to move from a teaching model to a training model, it means that I need to engage differently, So, but, you, but it's consistent between a mom and dad. It's played out differently, but it's consistent to help a child take control, develop responsibility, increase in maturity, learn to make decisions, become independent, to gather wisdom. And so sometimes we let that get in between us. I tell people this all the time. I, You know what? If, if I 
parented my kids like Jan, my wife, parented our kids, they'd be a mess. But if Jan parented our kids like I parented, they would be a pathetic mess. It's a balance of the two. Jan and I are different. She cares about academics. I don't. You know, I, she cares about uh, uh, some things, and I don't. And then I care about other things that she doesn't. And there's a balance in that that works beautifully. Um, can I encourage you to get a book, Raising Teens in a Contrary Culture? Uh, it's a good book. I know the guy that wrote it. Um, but it really is. It teaches how to engage differently. And, and I really write it for men uh, because I think men have a tough time knowing how to engage with a son or daughter when they become a young man and a young woman. So it's, it's one that doesn't offend them. It's one that kind of engages men to be a part, and they'll love the stories. Here's the, the last question, and, and uh, our son is in an unhealthy relationship with a girl who manipulates, criticizes, puts him down. Uh, he was raised in a Christian home. They became physical very fast in high school. Now they're living together in college, and they recently got engaged, and they want to get married at New Year's, and and we've expressed concern that they're getting married too young. Uh, they just turned 20. Okay, Jan and I got married when we were 20, and we've been together, um, golly, 46 years. They won't listen to anyone in the family, which is typical of newlyweds. Um, and we're just concerned. So he's become angry with us, with us that we're not respecting him as an adult, that we're trying to control him and not, and not live his life. And, and her family's supportive. I mean, I mean, it's one of those things I go, but they're saying, I, we want you to come to the wedding and we want brothers and sisters to be in the wedding. This is one of those tough ones, but it's a child breaking away from you. And, and sadly, you know, if, if, if they, I, I can tell you the reality of it, they've got their mind made up that that's what they're going to do. That's what they're going to do. And I'm one of those guys that goes, you know, I, I may not agree with it. I may not like it, um, but I can still love them in the midst of it. And maybe this is the time that God starts to teach them a lesson. I never tell kids or parents, I told you so. Uh, I tell parents all the time, don't, uh, you know, take your child out of the Heartlight program until they complete because it usually doesn't work out well. Sometimes it does, but it usually doesn't work out well. So they do and their child falls apart and they want me to go, see, I told you so. I don't ever do that. And the reason I don't is because it accomplishes nothing. And and I, I have since learned that once once somebody makes up their mind, then then that's it. They're going to do what they're going to do. And it sure sounds like that in this case, that your son is going to marry this girl and you're going to have a daughter-in-law. And it may be rocky for a while, but the best thing you can do is develop a relationship so that he's not getting married just to prove to you that he can be in control. You want him to get married because he loves somebody, not because he's running from you or he's trying to prove that he can make decisions on his own. So when you let those two things go, then what he may do is realize, I do have control of my life and I need to make good decisions. And he may start listening to what you're saying 
or he may come to you even better and start asking questions. Hey, I hope this helps. This has been wonderful to uh, to give you some direction here. These I've been trying to get as many questions in as possible, um, as soon as possible, because when you ask them, you you want to know quickly, and, and I'm trying to get those to you. So uh, take advantage of those resources that I mentioned, which is the newsletter, the Heartlight Stories YouTube channel, and the Parenting Today's Teens app. You can have it right on your phone. You can get everything you need right there at a, at a at just a swipe of a of an app on your phone. Anyway, God bless. Take care. Hope to talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.